reading for the message this morning comes from Genesis chapter 42. And one verse only, I will in the message be setting some background for this verse. But the one verse only is my principal text. Verse 36, chapter 42. And Jacob their father said unto them, Me ye have bereaved of my children. Joseph is not. And Simeon is not. And ye will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Turn with me in your hymn book, please, and stand before the message. And sing with me again, please, as you're standing, 692. Power 
The full title of my message or space I almost never have printed in the bulletin my full title. The full title this morning, Joseph is not. Simeon is not. And Lord, I cannot do this. For the saint and the sinner alike, this life is at best a pathway through a valley of tears. None has summarized this truth better than that Old Testament saint who himself is eminently known for his suffering. Dear Job, when he said in chapter 14 and verse 1, man that is born of woman is a few days full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth as a shadow and continueth not. Man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. It is in that prophetic, prophetic capacity of the man Isaiah that our Lord himself in his condescension to our lowly estate is called in chapter 53 and verse 3 a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Few days full of trouble, sorrows, acquainted with grief. These are just a few of the all too often descriptions of the saint's journey through this sorrow-filled world. The psalmist in chapter 84 and verse 6 calls it a passing through a valley of tears. And then another place in chapter 56 and verse 8, his tears are said to flow so voluminously that he asks the Lord to bottle them and post their record in a book. Lacrimatory. So heavy are the burdens at times. So deep are the valleys we're called to walk through. So strong is the pain inflicted that we sometimes come to a halt 
in our journey and in the frailty of our hopeless desperations, we can do no more than cry out, Lord, I cannot do this. That, as I want you to see this morning, that is exactly the state of this ancient saint in our text here in Genesis 42. But first, before we look there, I want us to see only briefly how full already, before we get to chapter 42, how full already was Jacob's bottle, La Crematorie. How full was his bottle of tears before we reached the scenes described in chapter 42. I give you some of them. Some of what it cost him to walk with the Lord. There is at the very beginning of his tearful experience. There is banishment. He is made in chapter 27. He is made to flee his own house and flee unto Uncle Laban under the threat of his life. Chapter 27 at verse 42. And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau is touching thee, doth comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. She intended that he should depart for his own safety till things could be sorted out. And she said he'd be only just a few days. In that text, it turned into over 20 years. Banishment. The tears of banishment have smitten this man. But there's more tears to come. There's the tears now of disappointment. In chapter 29, you know the story and I'll not read it. You know it well. What a long and amazing and wonderful story it is, a record. A record of his disappointment in those 20 years while he was experiencing the tears of banishment. Now he experiences the tears of disappointment. Disappointment in his marriage. Set out for a purpose sees the woman who in his, fills his heart to such an extent that he can see nothing but her. 
purposes in his heart to have her for his own and that legally and legitimately. You remember that he served his years, seven years, and then was tricked and given another woman and served another seven to have the woman that he loved and he was disappointed in his marriage. Could I just say to you this morning, oh, what in the world in a man's life, in any man's life, what can cause more years of sorrow than this disappointment in his marriage? Many's a tear that'll fall. Many's a tear bottle that'll be filled with disappointment in marriage. But that was his lot. But that's not all. There's more tears. Genesis chapter 32. There's the tears of crippling affliction. You know it well. Genesis chapter 32. We get to verse 24 and we find that Jacob was left Alone. I almost inserted, I didn't, but you may if you'd like, your records and your notes. I almost inserted here the tears of loneliness. Oh, there are surely tears of loneliness. But here's the tears, here's the tears of crippling affliction. Verse 24, he was left alone at the brook. Jacob was left alone. They crossed over and he was left there and he wrestled with a man with him until the breaking of the day when he saw that he prevailed not against him. He touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. As he wrestled with him and he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. Peniel. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him and he halted upon his thigh. And therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank and he Spent the rest of his life with this affliction, with this mark in his body. Tears of affliction. Tears of affliction. Oh, the tears of it. Tears of affliction. When health is gone. When a man can no longer do what he 
has always done and walked halting in some way or other because there's this physical thing that come upon him. He's walking with the Lord. He was alone and the Lord blessed him there, but he left him with this affliction. Well, surely, you say, preacher, surely dear old Jacob's bottle is filling up. Yes, it is. Yes, it's filling up. La crematorie is filling up. But wait, there's more tears. Chapter 35. There's the tears of the loss. Tears of loss. Tears of the loss of the soul's nearest companion. Oh, in fact, this chapter is pregnant with sorrow and pain. It starts out with sorrow and pain. Chapter 35 and verse 6. So Jacob came to Luz, which is the land of Canaan, which is Bethel, he and all the people that were with him. And he built there an altar and he called the name El Bethel because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. But Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died. And she was buried beneath Bethel under an oak. Under an oak. And the name of that oak translated, if you have a marginal reading in your Bible, the name of that oak translated is the oak of weeping. This chapter opens up filling up bottles with tears. But there's tears yet for our brother. Here, Jacob is nearer to God than he's ever been before. Look at verse 9. And God appeared unto Jacob again and blessed him. He's nearer to God than he's ever been. And he speaks to him in words of heavenly blessing in verse 10 through 15. Verse 15, Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him. Bethel, the house of God. He saw God here. Come in with him here. But oh, can I just tell you now? Here. Here. There's more tears for Jacob. His bottle is going to be filled again. Verse 16, They journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath, and Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. It came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. It came to pass 
as her soul was departing, for she died. As her soul was departing, she called his name, Benoni, son of my sorrow. But his father called him Benjamin, the son of my right hand. Oh, the loss I said, loss of his dearest companion. Can I say to you this morning, listen to me, you better hear me. All the sorrows that our God made place in the path of our sojourn. One would think before he gets to chapter 35 that surely, surely Lord, surely Lord, with all that we've seen, surely Jacob's bottle is full. No, no, no. It's not full, says the Lord. I'll take this precious thing. This precious thing. For which he has paid so much to hell. This precious thing. She died. All the pain. All the tears. So when it seems that no pain could be worse. Just when it appears that no sorrow could be deeper. Just when it appears that no sacrifice could be greater. Just then our God calls for Jacob to be plunged even deeper into the ocean of sorrow. Joseph. Joseph, that son of Jacob's supreme love. Joseph is taken. Oh, look at chapter 37 and verse 3. Now Israel, that is Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. I said he loved him. He loved him supremely. He loved him supremely. You remember the story his brothers in their jealousy and carnal hearts, brought him down to tragedy, put him in a pit, and then sold him into slavery. And then they go back to tell their father. Chapter 37, in verse 30, we read these words. He returned to his brethren and he said, The child is not. That was Reuben. Said, The child is not. He's gone. And whither shall I go? And they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of the 
goats and dipped the coat in blood and they sent the coat of many colors that they brought, brought it to their father and said, This have we found. Know now whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it. He knew it. And he said, It's my son's coat. An evil beast that devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. Oh, and Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. And all of his sons and daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, I'll go down into the grave under my son mourning. And thus his father, what's the word? Wept for him. More tears, more tears, more tears. Oh, Jacob, more tears for you. More tears for you, Jacob. Lost his favorite son. Chapter 44, verse 20 tells us that. We said unto my Lord, we have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead. He alone is left mother, and his father loveth him. Talking about Benjamin. Oh, but he, he loved Joseph, but now he's dead. He thinks. This, by the way, of all the sorrows that I've described to you this morning in this man's life, this, while it may not be the deepest of his sorrows, it is by far the strangest. Because you see, this is always a strange sorrow that defies every attempt to be understood when a parent loses a child. It defies even the order of nature. That just isn't supposed to happen. This was a strange sorrow and one with which Jacob was not acquainted nor should any parent ever hope to be. I said to you, it defies every attempt to be understood. I've often remembered that marker up here at the cemetery, Oak Hill, in Newnan. That marker between the two graves. Father on one side and mother on the other. The marker in the center says, Here lies our son, faithful in all his charges. Oh, how could that mother and father ever visit that little that grave and make any sense out of it? Poor Jacob, his bottle is filling up. Oh, Jacob's lacrimatory is truly filling up. But now, I must hasten to get to our text. We fast forward in our look at this saint's sorrows 
to that scene here in chapter 42 of Genesis. And you'll remember the story. I won't read it. There's come a great famine in God's providence. There's come a great famine in the land. Jacob has sent his sons down to Egypt to buy food so they won't die. You know the whole story. I won't even retell it. They went down. And of course they fall into the hands of none other than Joseph. But they don't know that. They don't know that. Joseph sends them back and brings them back again and sends them back. During all of that, during all of that time, Jacob's heart is no doubt rent and torn. His family is facing death still. The famine is extended beyond anybody's ever possible dreams. To imagine that it could be. Death is facing them all again. The one time that they send him, he sends them there. They say, go back. This man, this man, this, what they think is an Egyptian ruler over everything, sends them back and says, bring me Benjamin. The youngest. They told him. They told him we have a younger son. The youngest of us. He's with our father. He said go get him. Go get him and bring him to me. Oh and now. Now with Jacob's soul. Already freighted. Freighted I say. With all of the sorrows I've portrayed for you. From this Bible, already freighted with all of this sorrow and pain of his life, and the bottle is filled with his tears from all of this now, 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 freighted with all of this pain and sorrow, with his bottle of tears already seemingly filled to the brim, now with famine threatening his very life. And the lives of his family. Now our God. By his sovereign providence. Comes to him. With this. I want. Benjamin. Chapter 42. Verse 29. They came to Jacob their father. Under the land of Canaan. And told him what. That that befell them. Saying. The man who is the Lord of the land. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I could take that phrase and preach for about an hour or two. The man that's the Lord of the land. Hallelujah. Joseph spake roughly to us and he took us for spies of the country and he said, we said unto him, we are true men. We are no spies. We have twelve brethren, sons of our father. One is not. <laughs> Whoo! Just pause there for a minute. 
They're talking to the one that is not. <laughs> Hallelujah. One is not, and the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. Now remember, they're recounting this to where I'm reading now. It's not the event, but they're recounting these events to their father. And the man, the Lord of the country, said to us, Him I shall I know that they that ye are true men. Leave one of your brethren here with me and take food for the famine of your household and be gone and bring your younger brother unto me. Then shall I know that ye are no spies, but ye are true men. So will I deliver you, your brother, and ye shall traffic in the land. And it came to pass as they emptied their sacks that behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when both they and their father saw the bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob, their father, said unto them, Me, ye have bereaved of my children. Joseph is not, and Simeon is not. And ye want to take Benjamin away? These things are against me. Lord, I can't do this. I can't. Do this. I can't do this. Can you not hear in that verse that I read you, verse 36, can you not hear in Jacob's trembling voice, surely with tears pouring down his quivering cheeks, can you not hear him saying, Lord, I cannot do this. I've lost everything. I've lost everything but this. Benjamin, I can't do this. Oh, dearly beloved saint, this morning I want to ask you, have you been here yet? Have you been here yet? Have you ever been here? Where your sorrows have accumulated. Pains have been experienced down through your life. And he brings you now in a providence to some place where he says, I'll have Benjamin now. And all you can do is cry and say, Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this. Have you been there yet? If not, you will be. Because He will have everything. But what says our God in response to verse 36? Jacob's words, what says our God? Well, not in specific words written here. Not in a recorded language. But from the unfolding text of Jacob's testimony, we know what the Lord answered. Jacob said, Lord, I can't do this. I can't give Benjamin 
I've lost everything else. I can't do this, but we know from the record what the Lord said. Yes, Jacob, you can and you will. Yes, you can. You can do this. And you will. Oh, chapter 43, verse 11. Their father Israel said unto them, If it must be so now, If it must be now, do this. Do this. Take of the best fruits in the land in your vessels and carry out, carry down the man a present, a little balm and a little honey, spices, myrrh, nuts, and almonds. Take double money in your hand with the money that was brought again in the mouth of the sacks. Carry it again with you in your hand. Peradventure it was an oversight. Take also your brother. Oh, can you imagine them saying those words without tears? Write it down in his face. Take brother. Take also your brother. Arise. And go again unto the man. Now listen to what he says. Verse 14. God Almighty give you mercy before the man that he may send away your other brother and Benjamin. But listen now. Listen now. If I be bereaved of my children, I'm bereaved. I'm resolved just to submit whatever God wants. I'm just resolved to submit to it. Whoa! Total, total surrender. All the power, can I just say to you, all the power of a total surrender. Oh, the hymn writer said all to Jesus. I surrender all to Him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. I surrender all. Could I admonish you this morning to surrender all to this one interesting I'm telling you surrender all to this one that Egypt calls in chapter 41 and verse 45 I won't even try to pronounce the word but I'll give you the translation Egypt calls him a word that means sustenance of the land is the living one. <laughs> what a name for these pagans to give to Joseph. Sustenance of the land 
is the living one. Your marginal translation says a revealer of secrets or the man to whom certain secrets are revealed. But another scholar translates the Egyptian word sustenance of the land is the living one. That's what they call it. But oh, hallelujah, we know who he really is. God calls him Joseph. (laughs) Oh, can I admonish you this morning to surrender all to him, dear saint. Hold back no Benjamin in your life. Hold back no Benjamin in your life. Dear Jacob, when we come to this text, when we come to this text in chapter 41, sorry, my text, he says, I cannot, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I've lost everything. Dear saint, when you think your bottle of tears is full, there just couldn't be any more. There's just no room for any more. When you think that, and the Lord comes, And says, give me Benjamin. Can I recommend to you that while you continue to feel your bottle of tears, join your testimony with Jacob's and say, if I must weep myself into the grave, by His grace I surrender. Take him. Take him, Lord. Take him and do what you will. Chapter 43 and verse 14. I be bereaved of my children. I'm bereaved. Let me say it to you again and maybe in a slightly different way. When you come to that place in God's purposes in your life that all your heart can say is Lord, I can't do this. Hear the providence of God Scripture speak from Jacob's life and say to you, yes, yes, dear Savior, you can. And you will. But oh hallelujah. I cannot close this message this morning. Without opening to your hearts. The fruit. Of such a. Total surrender. Oh. When you come to that. Last. Thing. When you've come to that final 
thing. When you come to that total surrender. <laughs> oh, can I just read to you what the fruit of it is? Look at verse 24 of chapter 43. And the man brought the men unto Joseph's house and gave them water and they washed their feet and he gave their asses provender. They made ready the present against Joseph came at noon. They made ready the present against Joseph came at noon for they heard that they should eat bread there. And when Joseph came home, they brought him the present which was in their hand under the house and bowed themselves to him and the earth. And he asked them of their welfare and said, Is your father well, the old man of whom he spake? Is he yet alive? And they answered, Thy servant our father is in good health. He's yet alive. And they bowed down their heads and made obeisance. And he lifted up his eyes and he saw his brother Benjamin. His mother's son. And said, Is this your younger brother? For whom he spake unto me? They said, God. And he said, God is gracious unto thee, my son. Joseph made haste, for his bowels did yearn upon his brother. And he sought where to weep. Oh, hallelujah. Can I just tell you, not all tears are tears of pain and sorrow. Joseph is weeping for joy, for the blessedness of this moment. There is his brother he never thought he'd see again. He sought where to weep and he entered into his chamber and he wept there. He washed his face and he went out and he rained himself and he said, Set on bread. Listen now. They set on for him by himself and for them by themselves. For the Egyptians which did eat with him by themselves because the Egyptians might not eat bread with the Hebrews for that is an abomination unto the Egyptians. And they set before him, verse 33, they set before him the firstborn according to his birthright and the youngest according to his youth. And the men marveled one at another. But look, verse 34, and he took and sent messengers unto them from before him. But Benjamin's took a message, sorry, took message, took food, Allotments of food. But Benjamin's mess was five times as much as any of theirs. And they drank and were merry with him. Hallelujah. The fruit of such a surrender. Oh, Jacob gave Benjamin and for all he knew when he saw the last glimpse of him. 
Hamlin going down the road. He'd never see him again. He'd be dead and he surrendered to the Lord and said, if you'll have him, then take him. And now he's sitting over here in Egypt banqueting with five times more than his brethren have. He's not dead. He's banqueting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever Benjamin that God is calling for in your life, give him up. Give him up. Because you're giving him to Joseph. I'll close with this thought. Verse 36. Jacob said, Joseph is not. By the way, the Hebrew there is quite interesting. The word is is just literally that. It's a Hebrew word that means to have existence. And then it's followed by a Hebrew word that simply negates the word that's in front of it. So it's literally Joseph is not. He is not. Jacob said Joseph is not. And for all he knows, Simeon is not. And now the Lord has asked him to be willing to accept that Benjamin is not. But can I just close by saying this to you? We know now with the record, Joseph is And Simeon is. And Benjamin is. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you can do this. You can do this. And you will. And the fruit is, our God will abundantly Abundantly bless it beyond your greatest imagination. Jacob had no idea what was in store for him and for his family. But he had to come to the place that he said, Take him. Take him. And his bottle was filled with tears. May God help us all. Turn with me in your hymn book, please, and stand with me to sing the words of 691. Oh, for a closer walk. 
to shine upon the road that leads me to the land. Where is the blessedness I knew when first I saw the Lord? Where is the soul-refreshing view of Jesus and His Word? What peaceful hours I then enjoyed, how sweet their memory still, but now I find an aching void the world can never fill. Return, O oh Holy God, return, sweet messenger of rest. I hate the sins that made thee more and drove thee from my breast. The dearest idol I have known, whatever that idol be, help me to tear it from thy throne and worship only thee. So shall my walk be close with God, calm and serene my brain. So pure light shall mark the road that leads me to